Okay, welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 190. Seven. <laughs> I've got some limited side of me right now. Uh, welcome to episode 197, the episode at the spookiest time of year. And, and you know what time that is? That's right, it's Prince Andrew's birthday. He's going to go to Pizza Express. He's going to go to Pizza Express, Do you get anything when you go to Pizza Express? They don't have a crash there anymore, so I don't think he goes. Because of the paedophile. Because of the paedophile, yeah. Because yeah. 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 he's a paedophile. Because he sexually abuses children. Hmm. And then his mum sold her soul to the devil. And the devil was like, I'll have that now, please. Hmm. To try and protect him from the paedophilia claims. And then his brother was like... There wasn't any coverage of um, King Charles like signing in um, Rishi Sunak, was there? No, there wasn't. Because they're supposed to like do that. What did you? They made a big deal out of the Liz Truss one. Liz Truss, yeah, yeah. Well, did you hear what happened when Liz Truss went to go and sign her thing with Prince Charles? Uh, that was the infamous "Oh dear" moment. Uh, did you not hear about that? Like they were mic'd up as she walked in, and yeah. they accidentally left the audio running for a second afterwards, and he went, "Oh dear!" Like <laughs> she came in to sign herself into power. That's uh, that's our government. Yeah. Anyway, so Great Apocalypse, episode 197, is indeed Halloween. I was wearing a costume. It's hotter than the devil's cunt in there. I'm not wearing that again. Can't imagine ever being able to wear that on a night out, but I will next year. You can, because it'll be cold outside. It's You're not meant to wear them. It's so warm in there. Yeah. Should I put it back on? No. You sure? Yeah. Will that not help the podcast? Yeah, I'm sure it'd really benefit from in you wearing a costume. Yeah. All right, all right. I won't do it. I won't do it this second, but I will do it later. And we've got some news... Do we? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Resident Evil 4 got a showcase of some footage. That was good, wasn't it? Did you watch it? Saw the trailer. You saw the trailer. Looks a bit more stealthy, doesn't it? Stealth them up. Uh, the Bayonetta 3 actress lady, she got kicked She kicked off because she wasn't getting paid enough, which I kind of agree with. But at the same time, she lied about it. Mm. So that was a bad move. And now Bayonetta 3's out. Apparently it's... Oh, And she asked people to donate to an anti-abortion organisation. Oh, no. No, it's getting better every week. It's <laughs> freaking... <laughs> That's dark. Yeah. That took a turn. She put a whole bunch of charities and they're like a whole bunch of... Like, like Christian weirdo shit. Yeah. She was Bayonetta, though. Yeah. So right-wing people don't have much self-awareness. Oh, okay. Or awareness. I've noticed that a lot of people don't have self-awareness. More on that later. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm I'm officially bottoming out. Yeah, yeah, get it. Really. This podcast yeah, is going to become yeah. my own therapy session, and next week I'm going to review some shitty... Can just go start another podcast or some something? Some shitty Tinder date. That's what I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to review some shitty Tinder date and some subpar blowjob I got. Okay. Whoa! You could do it on your own podcast, yeah. This is my podcast. Really? Who who does all the editing and the uploading? We leave the promotion. shoes out and then the fairies come and they fix the shoes. Yeah, yeah. That's how it goes, right? They weren't fairies. Weren't they? They're elves. Elves. Oh. If I buy you McDonald's, would it make him be happier? I had McDonald's already today. I don't need any more. How when did you get McDonald's? For lunch. Because it's cheap and saving yeah, it's, money. It's pretty cheap and gross. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's the news. I'm done with that. Oh, well done. Fucking abortion bayonet. That's a new form. Yeah. <laughs> Just becomes a big Bible. 
<laughs> just make those shoots out those little weird rubber babies they give people as they walk in to try and get them sucked out. Mm. Fucking gross. People are gross. Right-wing people are gross. Mm. Anti-abortion people are gross. You've got no right to say anything about anyone's body. What the fuck are you talking about? Most of them have, like, fucking plastic surgery and shit. Like, do they not see, like, the hypocrisy in what they're doing? Why is that? Whoops. Well, like, they're saying, don't have an abortion if you're not willing to have sex with someone, but they're trying to make themselves more attractive to appeal to people in a sexual manner. Not always. Some plastic surgery is, like, reconstructive, but, like, a lot of those people have plastic surgery to look younger, to look more attractive, to attract more people. fix, Fix their own personal psychological deficiencies that they have. To make themselves feel better. Oh, I feel like we'd get cancelled for that comment on your behalf, though. I mean, that's what they do. <laughs> you have plastic surgery because you think something's wrong with how you look. Well, some of it's reconstructive. Sometimes we get reconstructed plastic surgery. Not those. My friend had his nose done because a dog bit him when he was a kid. <laughs> you laughing at that? Yeah. Bastard. How fucked up was um, it? It, was, it wasn't that bad. Oh. It was just like, there was like a scar down the middle and it just reconnected the tissue. I oh. meant to have I meant to have that thing where they... scar. I meant okay. to have like that thing where they break it and they reconnect the cartilage in the middle because mine's split, so it does like the it's like just like twists and bends yeah. and stuff, and I can just like basically move it all around and then it uh, stays in place and goes gross. Oh, right. and then I can't breathe out of it for a little while. No, that was very smart of you. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, can you do it with your mouth as well? Yes, do them both at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Anderson. How will you how will you call for help when you have no mouth? Yeah. <laughs> That's how the film goes. The Matrix. Yeah. Matrix Harder. The Matrix, yeah. Which was the Matrix you really loved and you hated all the other ones? Resurrections. You said Resurrections was the best Matrix film. It's really good. Yeah, you said it was the The best one. The last one was good. No, the first one's the best one. You said the third or the fourth one? No, I said the fourth one. (laughs) All right, anyway, sorry. So, back to the point. Back to the point. We are going to review some shit. I'm going to review some spooky shit. Have you watched some specifically spooky stuff, Anne? What? Have you watched some specifically spooky stuff? No. You've not watched anything spooky? No. No. Okay. Why would I? Why would I watch anything spooky? Just. 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 Is that the best you got? I thought you would. I genuinely thought that we were going to do like a Halloween-themed episode. Because last time I said to you, let's watch some spooky stuff. We did a whole bunch of spooky horror movies last time did we yeah did Hellraiser and Halloween and there was some TV show wasn't there that you did I can't remember did I do Jeepers Creepers Reborn last time I don't know did you not plan out have you not planned out again no I didn't think I'd done it but I think I may have done it good lord I'm well, just going to quickly I'm just going to quickly check thrilling, you vamp for a second thrilling talk about some stuff content for talk about some people. stuff talk about some stuff talk content. about some fucking stuff no just talk about something. What are you going to review first? Jeepers Creepers well, Reborn. Well, there you go then. Start. All right. So Jeepers Creepers Reborn is a reboot Stop of the Jeepers it. Creepers films, Stop famously directed by a paedophile. So Jeepers Creepers 1, 2, and 3 tell the story of the a new creeper. New ones, are they? No. Victor Salva is not involved in the new one. So Jeepers Creepers 1, 2, and 3 were the story of, a, of a, a, an unstoppable killing machine with steadily worsening special effects as the budget both increased briefly, then went down quite sharply for the third movie. They're all bad. They're kind of Why are you like... talking towards TV? The microphone's not the TV. They're all bad, right? Well done. Like, they kind of had a cult following for a little while, but then the guy was just a big old pedo. So if you're going to watch them, if you're going to enjoy them, make sure you rip them off and somehow cost him money because he's a fucking pedo. 
Anyway, the new film is trying to escape the pedo history of the series by creating a new mythology, a new idea behind the creeper, and they fail miserably. I'm going to spoil the whole fucking it's film. Jeepers it's Creepers a piece kids. Of shit. It is a it's piece where, of shit. It's the so, film where Jeepers Creepers is now a kid. No, it's it's kind of just fucking. It's just so bad. All right, so. Um, basically, the story of this one is that a girl and a guy uh, are a couple. They're deciding that they're going to go to this like Halloween spook event thing because they're like big nerds for murderers, and the the creeper is like a real entity in this in this world. Like they are aware of him as a creature, and it just so happens to be the day that he comes back to life. And so they get trapped in a spooky dooky house, and he somehow becomes a flock of crows. Not fucking kidding. They throw a weather vane at this him. Is a scarecrow. No, no, no. He becomes a flock of crows. Yeah, well, it's crow-themed. He's a scarecrow. Oh, it's crow-themed. It's crow-adjacent, is it? And that makes it fine. Yeah, he's, sca- he's a scarecrow. It's so fucking he's a scarecrow-themed stupid. villain. Like, so, in the other films, if he got, like, damaged, the whole thing was that he'd have to, like... If he, like, had his arm broken or something, he'd have to pull someone else's arm off and attach it, and that would grow back. Like, it would give him back like his arm. Like scarecrows. Like scarecrows do, famously. Yeah. Um, in this one, it just doesn't fucking matter. None of it matters. Like, they stab him, and he's just like, ah, I'm fine. And they, like, kill him, and he's like, ah, I'm getting back up. And then in the end... Did he say that? Yeah. And in the end, the thing that kills him is they chuck a weather vane in it. it like, one of the most laughably bad CGI things I've ever seen in my life. They throw a weather vane, and it just, like, sort of, like, limply, <laughs> limply goes down, stabs him, and that somehow kills this this creature. I was like, I was, like, I was drinking. Go back. Say that again. They... Pull this weather vane off the top of the roof. Yeah. And they throw it. Yeah. And it just limply just goes... Ah, it limply... Just goes into it. No, it limply goes down. Goes down, yeah. Yeah. Much just like... Making a penis Much chicken. like... Yeah, much like you much like, do. Yeah. One yeah. of the guards at work yesterday picked up, like... Um, we had some... Someone had left some um, ha- uh, uh, anti- antibacterial wipes out. Oh, and yeah, yeah. gone dry. Yeah. <laughs> and he picked them up and said, oh, this is all dry and useless. I said, yeah, just like your mum. <laughs> Grim, grim. Oh, really um, good, really good at your mind anyway, jokes. Jeepers Creepers Reborn is bad. It's Jerry's never said that. Who? Victor Salvo. Victor Salvo <laughs> has never said that because it doesn't target mum. mums. <laughs> no. It targets the kids. Um, this is just a fucking bad movie. It's just bad. There is nothing redeeming about it. Like all the characters are bad. Like played by bad actors. A lot of them, I think, are British putting on American accents because they do that. Oh, my God, I can't wait to see the Creeper, man. It's going to be, like, so amazing. We're going to go and hang out with the Creeper's house. And, like, by the way, yeah, they are aware it's his fucking house when they turn up in this world where the Creeper exists. Or at least, I think he exists. At one point... It's his house. Like, he's on the deed. At one point... Yeah, Mr. Creeper. He's been paying... (laughs) He's been paying ground rent, yeah. Um... At one point, they go out the front door, and she's walking like she's walking out the front door, and it's such an obviously green screen shot that it looks like you know the Resident Evil game, the original Resident Evil, where they're out. Where can you find a door to walk out of? <laughs> you know, no, you know, it's even better than that. The perspective is from the side where the door is, right. facing out into this field, hmm. and she is standing. This is this is it's almost as bad as the 1996 Resident Evil live action cutscene at the beginning of the game. You know where they're running. And the dogs are chasing them. Yeah. And it's clearly people that have just been shot <laughs> in a room. And then it's been like super... No, like, no, it's been green screened. It's a field. Is it? Yeah, it's a field they're um, walking around in, isn't it? They pick the gun out. They pick the, pick the, pick the gun up out of the reeds. It's yeah. got a hand attached to it. It goes... Yeah. And then there's like dog noises. And then they're running through the fake field. Yeah. It's like all green screen. Is it? Yeah. 
it looks fake. Is it because they've got like CGI? Well, this made it all black and white. Yeah, so they got like CGI. No, the original Resident Evil was not black and white. It's just very dimly coloured, but it still has colour. You're black and white. Anyway, it's dog shit. It is really fucking bad. There is no reason for anyone to watch this movie. Even like people that are diehard fans of the Pedophiles original trilogy shouldn't watch this movie because it has nothing to do with any of those fucking things besides a tangential connection through name only because the creature's not even the fucking same. Anyway, it's real bad. I give it. Give it an Adam Sandler, but I'm going to change Adam Sandler to David, Sh- J- Dave, Sh- uh, Rob Schneider, because Rob Schneider's such a fucking scumbag nowadays. Is he? Yeah. Oh. He's like an anti-vaxxer, anti-abortion guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, cancel culture, fucking right-winger now. Was he married to Jenna McCarth? Yeah, he is. Yeah, they're both pretty oh, bad. How did he... How do you do that? Money. Yeah, okay. Um, I want to see the cast, because you say it's all a bunch of no-names, and I'm like, um... There's um, Ocean Navarro. Who? Isn't Ocean Navarro Dave Navarro's daughter? And Graham... Gary Graham! Gary Graham's in it. Do you know what? You remember Gary Graham? No. He's an alien nation. And um, uh, he guest starred... Oh yeah, he was Saval in Star Trek Enterprise. Fuck yeah. Everyone's in fucking Star Trek. Get on with your review. Your review. Do a thing. Do a thing. Do a thing. Review a thing. Um, I watched season three of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Why did you do the it? new one? The Why new show. You, oh, the new one. The one I've got figures from. Yeah. 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 Um, so I. He-Man. This new series is fun. It's fun Saturday morning cartoon gump. Does he have a Skeletor? The Skeletor's a ghost in this series for most of it, because they defeated him in the last one, but Havoc Energy kept him around, and he's been sort of getting into the mind of Crass Rampage. Ram Ram Man. Ram Man. Ram Bam, but she turns evil. She joins Skeletor and becomes Rampage, and she's going to help him get resurrected because he promises that she, he'll bring back her um, parents. Which is like, I mean, something she should have probably realised wasn't really going to happen. Well, her parents coming back because, like, I don't know, Skeletor's not the most trustworthy person. And even if you didn't know who Skeletor was, would you trust Skeletor or just on appearance alone? Yeah. You'd be like... I don't judge people by the way they look. Don't be a dick. He's got no face. And there are some very lovely people living very fulfilling lives with no face. Name name one of them. Dave Navarro. He's got a... What? He doesn't have a face anymore. Do you not see the news? No. Face got ripped off by a chimp. That was the monkey (laughs) lady there on the TV. She had butt skin. I like the fact you oh, could control laughing at your own story, being like, that's that lady they had on the team. Monkey lady. Monkey lady. She's best friends with chimps. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it's all right. Show this. They, they go around, they go to different locations and visit, like, the characters that we've known from, apart from He Man previous series. Because they introduced Webster and stuff like that. Webstore. Um, they had the the dragonfly guy, dragonfly, big dragonfly, voiced by um, so good. Yeah, you had the big dragonfly that was voiced by um, who's Zed in Police Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, I thought you were going to say yeah. Tim Curry. Um, someone needs to update IMDb because it hasn't got all the voices on there because there was a bunch of extra voices that were in this series. Yeah, that they they didn't they don't they haven't registered on there. Um. But yeah, it's just a fun adventure because, you know, the team have lost one of their members and they're like, oh, we need to get them back. And they end up going and visiting Merman. Merman, who Merman. is voiced by George Takei. Oh. 
Um, and he even does an oh my. Oh my. Um, but he doesn't sound much like classic George Takei now. He sound, just sounds different. I don't know. Maybe he sounds he's... old. Mm. But um, yeah, they have a whole adventure with that bit where he's trying to stop them from getting into a tomb because he thinks they're going to resurrect King Grayskull, who is his king. They think King Grayskull is going to be resurrected and all this mm. sort of stuff. And Grayskull, in the past, messed up all sorts of shit. Shouldn't have done that. No, no, he shouldn't have. Um, but it's all dick? like... It's like the previous series where it's all made up of little arcs, like a couple of like three episodes. Just little bits here and there. Little arcs of stuff happening. Like there's a little bit where He Man um gets swallowed by a giant snake creature thing and he gets the snake creature's got loads of havoc and magic inside it and yeah. it like corrupts him for a little bit. He gets like basically high on the havoc and he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go kill Skeletor, woo and he's jumping around the place all glowing green and they have to try and sort of like break through to the to the good inside him. So he like doesn't be so stupid, um, and then there's the whole thing with Orko, and he travels to because Orko's a little robot, isn't he, with a brain, with the mind of an actual real Orko from centuries ago, and all this, mm. and he visits the Orko from centuries ago, and I'm pretty sure he's voiced by the original voice actor, like it's like, and it's done to look like a 3D version of the old cartoon Orko, yeah, which is pretty nice, um, and he's trying to do a magic spell to put them get. Havoc energy out of He Man, it all goes wrong. People swap bodies and they get put in the bodies of these little creatures for a while. All sorts of crazy hijinks. They get turned into the animated versions from um, He Man Revelations. Revelations. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. For a little bit, for briefly. They go, Why do I feel so flat? Oh, because they're mm. not 3D. Yeah. Silly. Um, silly, silly games. But it's, it's, a, it's a fun enough series. It's not like, it's not the best He Man thing around. It's above. It's above, like, the new adventures of He-Man. I liked Revelations. You didn't. Revelations was okay. I liked Revelations. Every time it was good, it did something weird. Just... <clears throat> I just want more Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at this point. You should get more Rise of the fucking middle finger in your fucking face. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, I don't, it's not much to say with this He-Man series. I like Stephen Fry doing Manny faces. That's quite fun. Yeah. Um, Triclops sort of gets reprogrammed. Triclops was like on the head of just this girl. It was kind of funny for a little bit where the villains had like this woman who had joined them. And every time they needed Triclops to do something, you'd like attach to her and she'd go Triclopsy and evil. But whenever it was off, she was just like some girl who was hanging out with them. Wasn't really invested in their evil plans or anything. She was just like hanging out like they're like one of their friends. Like they'd brought like Melanie along or some shit and she's like yeah yeah I'll come along yeah that sounds fun um, and then she just sort of disappeared from the show and I kind of liked her character because mm. she was just like she was just like some random person who was stuck in there yeah you know it's like you know like the one good person who gets dragged into a good group into a bad group of people and they're just like a normal person who's just like Basically, in. like like the revolving character of who is that in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like the the straight man in that is always like one of the characters Ooh. for some reason randomly. Like Charlie is often like the person, like why are we doing this? Yeah, but she was just she was just like yeah, yeah. oh you want me to go down there? Yeah, cool. I'll help you out. That's cool. <laughs> help 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 out my pals. Yeah, um, but no, it's a decent fun time. There's a little little tease at the end for what's going to come. Ooh. Ooh. Um, turns into Power Rangers for the last episode. No. There's been elements of Power Rangers through this anyway because they all have individual colour themed powers and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. the, the full on fucking kaiju battle for the finale, um, which is it was fun. Um, Alan Oppenheimer 
got to do a voice. Who? He was the original voice of Skeletor. And he does the voice of King Grayskull, corrupted King Grayskull for a little bit, only a few lines, because Alan Oppheim is like 900 years old. Um, but he was the original voice of Skeletor. You know, the one who did all that, <laughs> he-man, and all that sort of stuff. We didn't know. He didn't oh. create the nuclear bomb. Have you seen uh, Jack Quaid and... Um, Jack Quaid and, uh, and uh, Carl Urban hanging out, dressed up in the Halloween costume? Oh, I thought you were going to say they become a couple. Uh, Jack, well, they could be. They're very cute yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I'd ship that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd ship you off. Can you not? Can you, why do you need it so loud? I don't know why it was so loud. I was a little bit shocked. Anyway, He-Man season three. It's, on, it's, it's all right. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Hordak's going to be in the next series. Oh, okay, cool. So will that cross over to She-Ra? He's got a little bit of the She-Ra Hordak design to him. A little bit of the same sort of tall, lanky. And he's voiced by Kevin Conroy, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The voice of Batman. Yeah, I know. I know who Kevin Conroy is. Famous gay icon Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know he's gay? Yeah. He's very hot. Yeah. Well, he was hot. He's a bit wrinkly and weird looking now. Is he? Yeah. Have you not seen Batgirl? Yeah, but he's like 70. 70 yeah. And fucking yeah. cut him some slack. He's probably still banging some hot dudes though. Maybe. Because he's like, I'm Batman. Yeah. I'm Batman. Do a Batman voice. I'm Batman. What? Enjoy it. It's Halloween. I'll put the costume back on. <laughs> Get happy. It's Halloween, Ant. Which Batman was it they made? Did the um, someone auditioned for Batman and they made him do the Adam West thing where he's talking to the police commissioner he's as both to Bruce Wayne and Batman? Yeah, who was it that did that? Yeah, they 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 got one of them to do it as like mm. the part of their audition. But um, that's a fantastic, beautiful, beautiful scene. It's freaking... Oh, Kevin Conroy? No, it wasn't audition. Kevin Conroy did it as a bit for um, a convention one time. <laughs> he did like the whole scene, but like doing his version of Batman's voice. Um. Yeah. Good old Adam West. Mm. Or Adam Wee. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, watch the new adventures. The Adventures of Adam and Bert. That's a fun little TV movie. They also did another thing, didn't they? There was like. Um... I think they shared a lot of women. <laughs> you talk about doing another thing. <laughs> oh, you're making a sexist joke. Anyway, because Bert Ward was famous for for having a giant dick. Yeah. 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 Well, he didn't have any fucking talent, did he? Um, fucking <laughs> disrespect. <laughs> I love the fact you're like, no, I won't argue that point. I'll just say it's disrespectful. All right. Uh, my next review, and this is really only a horror movie if you're a, if you're a Christian or on the right. I saw the new Victor Billy... Salva, the true story. Yeah, I saw the new Billy Eichner movie, Bros. Eichner. Eichner. I thought it was Eichner. 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 So, uh, Bros. Bros. <laughs> It's a romance movie, except, get this, Ant, it's two men being in love. The fuck? I know. Get out of here. They aren't humans. Uh, no, it's it's just, it's it's actually quite sweet in a lot of places. They it can't is... scissor. How am I meant to get off to this? They could scissor. Be, it'd it'd be be painful, their balls. Man, it'd be, uh, yeah, painful. Some could... people like women stepping on their balls in high heels. Jeez. Um... Yeah, it's... Uh... Where would people do this? Where? So here's the thing. Where right? would people get up to here's, this? Here's the thing. Like, Billy Eichner, Billy Eichner was very public about the fact that this is like a, a, a movie that is about a homosexual relationship and like, and and that's something new because we don't often get these sorts of films. I would argue that Fried Green Tomatoes came out in 1994 and is about a lesbian relationship. There was also... What was that? Um, Kissing Jessica Stein? 
It's a shit ton of lesbian. Yeah, there's right. tons of chasing no, Amy. But, but, you want to talk about men, male ones? Oh yeah, your male ones. Yeah. Name a gay guy film. There was one like two years ago. That what was one it with uh, Mahashar Ali in it. I can't remember his fucking name. I didn't watch it. Moonlight? Yeah. That wasn't a comedy. It was... I mean... It's... It wasn't a romantic comedy. That was a heartbreaking movie about the trials and tribulations of two men being in... What is wrong with you? Is that a bit where they're... Um... Eating dinner? Yeah. Eating dick. Eating <laughs> dick. <laughs> no, so Bros is basically... is just a rom-com. The only difference is that someone went and they control F'd the word... Man and lady <laughs> changed it with man and man, and then we got this movie, which is a highly like. Here's the thing, right? Uh, I get that, like Hollywood movies, you don't really want to show like that. Sometimes, um, sometimes it's not as romantic as it is in films. Like sometimes people live in shitty flats and they and they don't have million pound lofts in New York and like all these unreasonable expectations that films set because they're just these ridiculous places. Like, they go to clubs and everybody's, like... Everybody's just, like, dry. There's no one sweating. There's no one out there minds on MDMA or E. And it's a gay club as well. So there is a lot of fucking sweating and people on their their minds on MDMA and E normally in those places. And terrible thing to accuse people of. Oh, no, I've been to a lot of gay clubs. I know what happens It was 39 years since was released today. What was it was, what was released 39 years ago today. What was released 39 years ago? Um, Relax, Why Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. remember the story about him, about apparently drinking, like, a litre of cum? Really? In a cup. I'm, I always heard that was Rod Stewart as well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, Bros is just... It's, it's like a very cute, pleasant little movie about two guys that are in love, and it's like them working out the trials and tribulations of, you know, that relationship. But it just doesn't do anything new. Like, I spoke about, like, a few months ago, or even, like, a year ago at this point, I watched the film Fire Island, and I said, that's a very sweet, romantic film about a a group of people that go to this place that's specifically, like, a very big, big event for, like, homosexual guys and girls, and, like, it's something that you wouldn't normally see that perspective of, and they shot the film, and the film's great, it's very sweet, there's a lot of really interesting, like, little bits and pieces and, and places they go, and things that, you know, you get to find out about that culture and what it's like going there and what it's like to be in that situation where you're going there. Um, but it felt very sanitised. It didn't feel like a very clean version of that. And then you watch this. Well, and don't because gay people are, are neater and tidier than straight people. They, they, you know. Anyway. And then you watch something like this, and it's a very similar situation. It's all like very like clean, very glitzy. It's not really realistic. Shot of... during COVID. They have to keep things <laughs> I know, but it's not really indicative of these. And like Billy Eichner coming out and saying like, Oh, this is this is what New York's like for getting. It's like no, it's not. That's not what New York New York's like for straight people. It's not what New York's like for anyone. It's <coughs> it's a pretend version that they paint as like a tourist trap thing. It's yeah. like it's not a real environment. And like, okay, so here's something that most people probably don't know about me. When I was like eighteen, nineteen, I experimented a little bit with bisexuality. It wasn't ready for me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I can tell you right now that. When you go to these places, it isn't very attractive, good-looking guys that hit on you. No. <laughs> is when you're that age, or when you're an attractive person in that environment, it is much older, grosser-looking. So dudes. that didn't happen to you. <laughs> I didn't get attractive men talking to me. <laughs> Just why I only dabbled. No, because you said when you're an attractive young man. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But anyway, even just even just a glimpse into that environment like that. 
I can tell you it's nothing like it is in this fucking movie. And that wasn't New York, that was London, and it wasn't like, or London and Brighton, but it wasn't like there is no environment where you go to meet people where you're interacting with people that you're sexually attracted to, and there is anything like this. This would be the equivalent of two people meeting and the environment being as clean as a fucking hospital ward. Like, it, it just, it doesn't happen. And that's the one thing that ruins the movie. But other than that, very sweet, very cute, it's just a rom-com. Like, regardless of the fact it's two guys, or even if it was two women, or even if it's just a guy and a girl, it would just be the exact same film and the exact same story. It would just be that, that you literally just change a couple of words in the script. Other than that, it is, you know, just a, a very generic rom-com. It's not a bad rom-com. It's still funny. It's still cute in a lot of moments. But it's just... It is just a rom-com. And it's not the revelation that, that Billy Eichner has made it out to be. And that kind of putting on that pedestal has sort of meant that it has so much further to fall. Whereas if this was something that was just released on streaming a bit like Fire Island, would have done great. But because it's a cinema release and because there's been like this... this that still with the lesbians where well, they had a really far placed way to fall. Fall? Yeah. The film Fall, where they weren't lesbians. One of them had just recently lost a husband. The one that I reviewed not long ago. Of chicks going on holiday together. All right, anyway. <laughs> oh, um... Checking out a long column. <laughs> Bros, it's fine. It's Matthew Modine. It's just fine. It's fine. Enjoy. If you want to watch it. Your review, Ant. So how many cowboys are in that film? None. What? And you said name a, a, a film about gay men. Oh, Broken Man's not a comedy, though, is it? Pretty friggin' hilarious, I thought. Like when Jake Gyllenhaal had to pretend he was gay. Not a weird, creepy person. What are you doing now? Why are you on your phone? I'm just texting someone. Well, you shouldn't. Just in general. Well, you dumb? Yeah. Right, fine. Okay, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3. You're doing the freeze this week. Season 3 of He-Man. Season 3 of Star Trek Lower Decks. Um... Pretty good. Star Trek Lodex is really good. It's a shocking, shocking revelation, isn't it? It's got Jack Quaid in it. You like Jack Quaid? I love Jack Quaid. Yeah, Jack Quaid's in it, isn't he? He's the voice of Boimler, isn't he? So Star Trek Lodex, everyone knows that show by now. It's, everyone watches Star Trek Lodex, don't they? Where there's, there's about the, the crew who aren't the command. They're like the under, under, underbelly of the Star Trek crews. They don't get the cool missions. They don't get to good, yes, cool stuff. Yes, they fucking do. They're, they're in a sci-fi danger. environment on a fucking... No, I'm trying to get to it. Because right, they're part of the California-class ship. You just go around doing second contact. They go and check up on species, on aliens that all the big ships have dealt with. They're the ones you have to go and clean up after them. And this series is all about how... No, they've had some pretty crazy adventures the last couple of years. And you gradually find out as the show goes on that, like, the crews of other ships are, like, in various different ways, either jealous of the Cerritos and the crazy adventures they get to go on, or they're, like, amazed and are fans of them and stuff like that. Mm. And there's, like, levels of competition between the different crews that you sort of find out about and how, the you know, Boimler and his little gang especially, like, the other crews have heard of them, like, their specific little gang. <laughs> and they're like, you guys are amazing. You keep dealing with the most amazing shit. Um, but just, uh, just a lot of good, fun episodes this week. No, I'm not relying so much on constantly referencing previous Star Trek stuff as some of the previous series. It's, it's, it's paving its own way. It does a bit every now and again. Um, there's a one specific episode where there is someone quite... There's... Uh, what's his name's in it? Quark. 
Yeah, but if we can, like the whole episode's around Quark. He was about Deep Space Nine. But that's that every now and again. Freaking. Hey, look, I'm not the one who's saying they're not constantly referencing Star Trek stuff. And no, I mean the previous series is constantly chucking. Here's a thing you know from thing from Star Trek. Like in there, there is that episode where they um, do a sequel to the the movie one they did in the first series. Oh yeah, that's pretty great. Um, where Boimler's made a sequel for it, and yeah. it sort of just goes off the rails because yeah. Boimler's like freaking out. Yeah, because his clone died. Yeah, his clone died. Off camera. Oh, did he? Well, no, it's just an evil Morty plot, isn't it, that they've just added? Well, no, it's an evil Riker plot. Well, fucking you kids today, Riker had a clone, right? Thomas Riker. And that's what Boimler's clone's based on. The same transporter accident created him. God, kids today. Don't know you Star Trek. Freaking disgusting. So, yeah, um, and a lot of the show's based around um, freaking what's-her-face. What's the name of the girl in it? Mariner. Mariner, yeah. Uh, a lot of it's based around her personal growth. She's been put on, like, watch with um, with the with the commander guy, whatever his name. I can't remember names, man. Don't really remember names. Um, Ensign. No, uh, the commander. Oh. Um, in the one voiced by Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Um, but she's been put under his watch, and he's supposed to keep her in, in line. And he keeps stressing her out with all she, these tasks. She does that fucking space jump from the film. Yeah, yeah. And then has to go back up the stairs. Yeah. She's out of breath. It's like, yeah. why does it sound like air's washing behind your head? And it's like, oh, I just had to open a window because I feel a bit stuffy. But, um, no, just, she, you know, she has a load of personal growth for this series and she gets booted off the ship towards the end. Yeah, the because they episode. assume that she's fucked it up, but it turns no, out she was the only good one on the lot. Because yeah. they don't trust her enough, yeah. and they should. That's well, all yeah. she wants. That's she's all she, very competent. All she wants is to be trusted, but she can't help it when people... She assumes everyone's accusing her of stuff all the time. Yeah. She's a broken person. You need some help. Needs need some care, but she's found her friends, and maybe one day she'll become um, a captain. Like her mum. Probably not. She don't want to be a captain. But you know, it's the finale as well, the last episode, was frigging great stuff. Frigging proper Star Trek plot. Yeah. Frigging AI gone awry. Oh, yeah, because uh, what's her name? Um, what's the episode? It, it Was it this series where they had the episode where... Um, what's the name of the little robot thing that went missing? and then That's they, not she, the season finale. No, I know, but what's her name? Um, friggin' Popcorn something or the other. Fucking... Yeah, that, <laughs> I formulate the perfect name. It's the name that <laughs> there's the most positive feelings behind it. And like Popcorn like, Buttercup or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But no, she, she has an episode devoted to Really good her. episode. It's a weird. A lot of people really hated that episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I liked it. I think they didn't like it because she doesn't really learn anything. No, she just give a on. fuck. Yeah, and she, yeah. I think that's the thing. They, there's a lot of people moan when characters don't have nice clean arcs and they don't change. But, yeah. Well, I just like the fact that it was like basically a "you're the worst" cameo because she plays like a very selfish, shitty character, and you're the worst. Does she? Yeah. yeah, and she's uh, there's well, like the a, same robot. No, not a robot though. There's yeah. a really funny episode where she starts working in an office. And she goes, I ate Timothy. And she goes, who was Timothy? And she goes, I don't know. But people keep naming their food in the fridge. <laughs> and I keep eating it. And I feel bad because you shouldn't give food names. <laughs> and uh, just remind me of that. It was just like that exact same character, mm. just in a robot form. Uh, no, the season finale was the um, the Admiral in the previous episode sent him out for his mission. They were doomed to fail. Um, and they got rescued by this AI ship. This new new, the new ship, new Texas class ships that's completely controlled by a computer. But it's a computer 
that's based on Thingy's AI in his brain that he had done years ago, and he'd use the AI to make a the little yeah. stabby Starfleet badge thing. So it's all messed up. And that's stop it because it's psychotic. Um, and that's the last episode. That was in series ten. Yeah, series ten finale. Big old, big thing. Um, it's, it's like it's Star Trek no decks. It's it's fun. They seem to. The thing, the best episodes of this show is when they lean off the comedy a whole bunch and they concentrate on having a Star Trek action adventure story. Yeah, because the finales of each season usually have less comedic moments in them than the rest of the series than other episodes do. They're always a much more like focused on a big, like almost a movie level big moment plot thing. Like they make them feel epic for the finale, like the season one finale with the packled ship that's made up of like loads of stolen. Um, parts of various spaceships that are just destroying everything. Yeah, um, that's a big epic finale. And season two's finale was pretty great as well. This one, this one, not quite as big, but like it was a cool, immense time because the, the, before the, for the end of the finale, you have all the other California class ships coming to rescue them, and they all team up and they beat up the bullies and all that. Oh, yeah. and when fucking um, we got to drop the warp core, fucking you know Bajoran guy. Can never remember his name. No, no. I don't remember anyone's name. No, you don't. But um, yeah, he he just wanted to drop the warp core because he always suggests to drop the warp core. <laughs> and Bullen was like, "You should listen to him. He could. This would work." And he got to drop the warp core, and he had just running through the ship to the engine room, and everyone's cheering and applauding him as he goes. And he's like, "This is the greatest moment of my life." And he gets to drop the warp core. Yay! Which that is a reference to how um, Worf constantly suggests the most dangerous action when in um in next generation and always gets shot down but there's one episode in next generation where Riker takes his advice and as Worf's about to go do it he turns back and goes thank you sir <laughs> like for one moment someone let him do the crazy thing he wants to do good old Worf but um that yeah, it's a good fun series it was nice hearing um Kira be in it from Deep Space Nine old um friggin 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 uh the woman who plays Kira <laughs> I can't remember names on the spot. You've put me on the spot. I haven't said anything. I've freaking... I never met her. I wanted to meet her. She was at a convention. I didn't get to, be, get, didn't get to meet her. Um, Her who plays Kira in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the show I'm currently watching. And I'm on the seventh season of um, approximately 200 and something episodes in. You know, her. <laughs> 100 and something episodes. What's her name? I have no fucking the idea. The woman who plays Kira Nerys. Who? Kira Neri, Nana Vista. Nana Visitor. Her. I have no fucking idea who you're no. talking about, bud. Ah, she's lovely. Oh, okay, cool. That means she's attractive in Anne's language. Mm. I met um, Beverly Crusher once. Cool, cool. Yeah. What was, was, what was cool. Wesley Crusher like? No, Beverly. Wesley. Beverly. Wesley. I wouldn't meet Wesley Crusher. I'd... Who was Wesley Crusher again? The fucking wussy twat. What's his name? The fucking wussy twat. What's his name? The one that people on the internet nerds Will, like. Will Wheaton? Yes, him. That's Will Wheaton the one? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Anne's favourite character. I can cast everything. He turned up in Picard season <laughs> two. I don't, because I didn't watch it. Oh, he turns up in one scene and he invites, for some reason, <laughs> the girl who's not Hoji. But, um, he goes, we're going to go on a crazy adventure. Because all he's done for the last like 20 years is present TV shows. So he just talks like that all the time. He grew a beard. Oh, well, well done. Well done. It Probably. can't be easy when they're force-feeding your hormones to make sure you don't age on screen. He just 
He can't. He's not a good actor. No, he's not. No, he's not good. I don't think anyone argue, would argue that he is. Yeah. I think only you are arguing with yourself at this point. But they blatantly did this scene in Picard season two that was meant to be like, oh, we're going to do a spin-off series. And absolutely no one is gone. We want this spin-off series. It's not happening. No one's mentioned it. There's been nothing. You just this this whole thing where it's like, yeah, we're going to go on crazy adventures across space and time. Not like Doctor Who. Don't mention Doctor Who. And it, nothing happened. It's not going to happen. There's never going to be a Wesley Crusher spin-off series. No one, no one wants to see that. They'll see it eventually. No. Eventually Picard will die and they'll need to see it. Picard did die and they put he's his mind in his, in an android. Because <laughs> just like Picard always wanted. No, he's a cyborg. He'd be an android if they replaced his brain with another brain, a robot brain. No. He's not. He's an android. He's got a na- human brain. I told you he's an android. Yeah, he's got a human... You said cyborg. He is a cyborg because he's no, got a human not. brain. No, he hasn't got a human brain. Oh, is he he's just got a positronic brain. Yeah, he's all brute machine. Oh, never mind. His consciousness he's... got downloaded into a robot. Is that how easy it is? Yeah, he's Android. He did a chappy. Yeah, I guess. But um, he's also... They made a robot that's old as dicks. <laughs> and he's going to die at the same age you would die anyway. Yeah. You could have you recast him as James McAvoy or something. I mean, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be a nice little twist. Yeah. But anyway... Um, Lower Deck season three. It's it's one of the better Star Trek things that's on right now. So I mean, Lower Deck is the a only lot of Star Trek Star on Trek right Trek now. Shit on there. Nah, Strange New Worlds was great. I didn't watch it. Oh, that's because you're a, a piss fart. Um, <laughs> you fucking, you fucking nailed you, it. You cumfield sock covered in fucking pennies. What are you talking about? They're gonna do a Strange New Worlds crossover with Lower <laughs> Deck next series. Yeah, they are in Strange New Worlds season two, and I I want to know. Are they going to get Jack Quaid and everyone yeah, to be said. live action? Yeah, Or is the whole thing going to be animated? I think it's all been shot. Because they're saying something about like... No, Jack Quaid It's going to be animated as no, well. No, no, no. Jack Quaid has said that they're going to be... So I'm guessing it will start animated where they get transferred into the... Like it'll be like a joke thing where it'll go in. Um, who fucking cares? And Alex? they'll be like, whoa, we're really 2D whoa, now. we're 3D now. Um, all right. Okay. So is it my review now? Yeah, sure. Mm. I watched eight episodes of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Mon- Curiosities. No, you didn't. You fell asleep uh, to it while it was on no, TV I watched downstairs. It a bunch of times. This Did is you? this is yeah. I've actually had to rewatch a couple of episodes, and some of them are bad. Because so, you fell asleep. Yeah, I know. Um, but I have actually watched them all now, no. so I've rewatched them. Um, all right, so I'm just going to list the ones I liked, and then I'm going to talk about the ones I didn't like. So the first three episodes, oh, Lot Thirty Six, so Graveyard Rats, and the Autopsy are fine. They're gooey, goopy monsters, lots of tendrils, lots of gross stuff. And one of them has a really good idea, which is the autopsy involving aliens and, like, how this alien is. It's basically like a, a like an hour-long version of the film The Hidden. Do you, have you ever seen that? Fire in the Sky. No, The Hidden. Have no. you ever seen The Hidden? No. It's uh, Kyle MacLachlan. You know, um, and he basically has an alien in his mouth. It's like an alien insect thing that goes in his mouth and takes over their bodies. And he's trying to hunt down a psychotic alien that's that's jumping from body to body and killing people. And like it just seems to be obsessed with building up like, like uh, adrenaline. So it's like stealing cars and stuff. In like this, crank. pardon, like crank. Yeah, it's like, like crank. crank. Yeah, yeah. Um, and bad episodes: the outside and um, and the last one called the murmuring. So the outside is Kate McCucci plays a woman who is like. She goes to this like she's she's just very oh, Kate awkward. Kate I really like her. I really yeah. like her. Normally, this isn't a very good story though. Oh, she yeah, plays a woman who is like very reserved, and she's married to Martin Starr. And she has like a group of friends that she works with at the bank, and they're all obsessed with beauty. And she gets given this cream, and it burns her face. 
And she starts like applying it every day and starts buying more and more of it, trying to see if she can build up a tolerance to it because she thinks it's going to make her beautiful. And she eventually loses her mind. She's like watching TV late at night and there's infomercials for this like cream stuff. And Dan Stevens on there like, I can make you beautiful. And I'm like, Dan Stevens is a highlight in this very boring story. And then she eventually covers herself in it and she comes out she's like, oh, I'm beautiful now. It's like you're still, you know, you look exactly the same. Um, you're Kate McCoochie. You're kind of cute. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and, and it's not scary at all. She hates pregnant women. Yeah, she does. But, but pregnant women suck. Um, and then the murmuring, which is Andrew Lincoln. I was kind of excited about this because Andrew Lincoln, Walking Dead, he's, you know, obviously he left so the Walking hot Dead. Right now. He's so hot right now. He's coming back Mugatu. to Walking Dead. Is he going to be in the final season? Well, they're, they're doing like a, a show, aren't they? Because it's well, supposed to be a film. No, it's not a film. He's just doing a show now. It's just a series now. Oh, right. And um, is he doing three series or just one series? And I think the next series of Walking Dead is just going to be like... No, well, this is the last one. Yeah, I think that series is just going to be going into Andrew Lincoln territory. It's going to... You reckon? Because I thought Daryl was going to die at the end, but then he's getting a spin-off now, isn't he? I don't know. Anyway, so... um, And then the murmuring. It's just about birds and a haunted house. It's not very good. But there is one episode that stand out, and that's an episode called The Viewing, which is Panos Cosmosis... The guy who did Colour in, Color in the Shape, and like he's he does like weird movies, basically. Colour in the Shape? Yeah, The Colour and Sound. The Colour and the Shape. The what's Colour and Shape's the Foo Fighters album. Yeah, The Colour and Sound. Uh, let me just quickly... What, you mean the one about... Beyond the, the Black Death Rainbow, Drummer? Mandy. He also did... Oh, no, he didn't do Colour in the Shape. No, he did Beyond the Black Rainbow and he did Mandy. I thought because, obviously, Nicholas Cage... Oh, Colour Out of Space, you think? Colour Out of Space is the one I was thinking of. Jeez. And he's also done Necrocosm. Which he's just written, he hasn't directed. Um, but yeah, he did He did this episode called The Viewing, and it's basically Paul Weller invites a bunch of 70s... Paul Weller? Peter Weller. Yeah. Peter Weller, Robocop. No, not the guy from The Jam. Okay. Robocop. Because he's a twat, apparently. Is he? Yeah, I know a few people who've met him. I've met him a couple of times, he's all right. Apparently he's a bit of a cunt. He was all right with me, but he made me... met his, um, his, his son, his mum. Oh, She's coming to HMV every now and again. Oh, and buy his CDs and be like, I've got to get the numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> he beats me if they go down. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so basically they all get invited to go and look at this space rock that Peter Weller has, has imported. He's like a fucking, he's basically just like a rich idiot that spends all his money on weird shit. Like they're in a circular room that has an eight track player with different cassettes in it that are just sitting there. And each one is like a soundscape. And as they're smoking marijuana and doing cocaine... Smoking he's the Mary like, Jane. Smoking the Mary Jane. And he's pressing the things to change the track so that they're like... It's setting the mood in the room. And then eventually he brings out this rock and, and they're all like looking at it. They're like, why does it feel so strange? Was it? And like... Um, and uh, one of the characters... One of them's like a musician played by Eric Andre. You know the guy from the Eric Andre show. He's a bit of a madman. And he's... Smoking weed and he's blowing it into it and the thing starts inhaling it. So Steve Agee's like, did you see that? And he's like, it's just a fucking rock, man. Don't worry. It's because we've been doing coke and smoking weed. And Peter Weller's like, don't smoke near the rock. And they're like, okay. And this fucking demon like comes out the rock and it looks awesome. It's like got, it's like a physical thing. I've seen the special effects for it. It's like a physical suit, but they've like added like these weird squirming effects to the skin of it in like post-production anyway so um, and it's just it's fucking it becomes just so weird but the build-up is so long to the point where that actually happens that it's just it's like the perfect length it's so fucking interesting to have all these people interacting because one of them is obviously like a version of Stephen King and another one's like a version of like a Yuri Geller style psychic another one's like a, like a scientist Stephen King at a coke party yeah 
I know, you wouldn't expect that, would you? No. Um, and then, like, Eric Andre's character is almost like, uh, he's like... Um, like an Eric Andre. No, Eric Andre's character is like a... Like a um... Zach Baggins. <laughs> Zach Baggins. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like a Frank Zappa style mm. character. Um, and like, and they all... Do you have any idea what Frank Zappa's like? He's an anti-drugs guy. Doesn't do any drugs. I don't believe that for a second. No, he never did drugs. That was like the whole thing about Frank Zappa. Don't believe it for a second. Like he never did drugs. Mm. That was like the whole thing. Because he like he was meant to be like this big drug drug person and like just never did drugs. But like he was constantly he was constantly referencing things that he heard and tried to use them in records. <laughs> and Eric Andre has like a moment where he's like he's like they're asking each other questions about their fields and he gets asked. What's the greatest sound you've ever heard? What's the greatest music you've ever heard? And he goes, there was this guy in Tibet playing this four-stringed instrument and he was just making these weird tones. I tried to capture it and I tried to find him again and I just haven't ever been able to capture the sound. And they've all got like something like that. They're all trying to capture something or they're all experts in their field in a way that makes them potential conduits to like this power or this force or just something that this rock is resonating giving off. And then obviously it becomes a fucking nightmare. Reminds me of rock. Pardon? He plays the rock. Oh, Dwayne. Dwayne. The Rock Johnson. Oh, He's just sitting there like <sighs> when the smoke comes towards him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's an interesting group of shorts. I think that like it's fifty percent really good, really interesting, and sometimes you know really it's really impressive like special effects stuff. And then other times it is just like the title says, it's just curiosities. They aren't like actually scary. Sometimes they're not even interesting. They're just like play on ideas that someone's had, like not fully fleshed out or fleshed out in a way that just doesn't make them as That's interesting. That's what you want to do when you're making a TV show with a massive budget. It's That's just not the, fully fleshed out your and ideas. Anthologies are always like this. There's always stuff that feels half-baked and doesn't feel like fully you're saying fucking Like the Kate McCucci thing is such a generic story if ever you've watched... you Creep Show 2 is... Creep Show 3 is just... <laughs> Half baked. Wait, wait, wait. Do you mean Creep Show Free or do you mean Tales from the Dark Side, the movie? No, Creep Show Free, the one. Oh, that the made bad in, like, one. Two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad one where it was licensed own like no body bags. Um but yeah, it's like like I said, like the strong shorts are really fucking interesting. Like F. Murray Abraham Abraham's in one. Sweet. He plays he plays the um he's in the he's in the third one, the one with the alien that like goes inside people's bodies. He was in Star Trek Nemesis and um, oh, Insurrection. God, fucking sick. Right, yeah, great, whatever. But he has a really interesting conversation with this alien being. Like, he's like, he's talking to it and he's trying to understand what the point of what it's doing is. And he even starts mocking it because he's like, you just want to be us, but you can't because you don't have these things we have. So you're searching for a vessel to experience these things. You're just a creature of pure envy. No. And the thing is, like, getting angry, and he's like, oh, you can experience anger then. And he's, like, really just riling it up. But really interesting, really, really great stuff. And I just, you know, I hope they get a season two, because I love fucking horror anthology series. I really enjoy this shit. Like, this is my bread and butter. When I was a kid, Tales from the Crypt, The Outer Limits, that shit was scary amazing. Door. What? Scary Door. Scary Door? Yeah. What's Scary Don't Door? Don't you dare enter the scary That's door. That's the trap door. No, there's a thing. The, the trap coming door. coming towards the camera. And you try to go left, and you try to go right, and it's still there. Don't you dare enter the scary door. Is that an actual thing? It's in Futurama. Oh, right, you fucking dick. <laughs> I created the most evil thing in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it was man. <laughs> I, my favourite quote from Futurama is the same one I quote to my friends every time I mm. see them. Um, it's, it's, 
Who's this? It's me, Bender, the lovable robot. And Professor Farnsworth just shrugs and shakes his head like fifth series of the fucking future armor. He's just like, ah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, fucking great. Uh, but yeah, like, I think that if you're if you're already curious about something like this, then you're going to be watching it, or you have watched it already. I just, I really would miss out like that. That Kate McCucci short is not good. And that fucking Andrew Lincoln shot's just not good. They're just boring. And, like, the problem is that when you've got a story like the Kate McCucci one, when it's, like, about metamorphosis, and there are so many better stories, like, if you've watched The Fly, you've watched A Tale of Metamorphosis. It's not, you know, it's not quite someone being drawn to the change. It is a different style. But it's so much more interesting in concept and ideal. And there's just so many films out there that tell that stuff better. Even just Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka is a better fucking trans translation of the changing of a person. You know? And it's just it's just a bit sad. Because it feels like a waste of opportunity. Because Kate McCucci's good. Martin Starr's good. Dave's, Dave Dan Stevens, sorry, is good. Like, they've all done great stuff. They're just not given great material here. And Andrew Lincoln Shaw is so fucking boring. It's so boring. It's literally about bird watching. Sweet. And ghosts. Sweet. It's so fucking dumb. Oh, it's probably based on a true story Very that you're told. Probably based on a Lovecraft story or an Edgar Allan Poe poem or some shit. An Edgar, Allen, fucking an Edgar Allan poem. <laughs> I bet no one's ever come up with that. One. No. Uh, no. But I give I give this. I am going to give it a Helen Mirren. It's because Edgar Allan Poe wrote limericks. I'm going to give it a Helen Mirren because I like some of those shorts a lot. And She's in Shazam too. Is she? Oh yeah, yeah she's, she's with Lucy Liu. <laughs> yeah. She's going to have a stunt double shortly for most of that. Can you imagine getting Helen Mirren and going, right, we're going to put you in a rubber costume <laughs> and put a shitload of special effects around you and stuff. And she's like, yes, this is what I trained in theatre for. She was prime suspect. Or at least the, the whatever the detective was called on prime suspect. Is that show still going? Did they reboot prime suspect, didn't they? Yeah, what are you doing now? I've done! Sure of you! Oh. Yeah. You still on the phone? Yeah. I told you. What? You told me what, Anne? You told me what? Stop misbehaving. Look, I keep getting drawn into a conversation with someone that I've already said bye to, and I don't really understand how that's happening. Did you say girl bye? No. No, Anne, I'm not sassy enough to pull it off. <laughs> Ugh. Just get on with your fucking my, review. Uh, Just get on with your review! I've got my transformative sassiness. Stop it. Get on with your review. Review a scary thing. Come on. Oh, I did play Vampire Survivors a lot. Yeah, I know you did. Come on, Vampire Survivors. That's spooky. It is spooky. It's got skeletons. It's got ghosts. It's got monsters. Ah! Plant monsters. Werewolves. No vampires. No vampires. Yeah, I haven't, there hasn't been a single vampire in there this There are game. vampires in it. No, there's no vampires. There's no vampires at all. And there's one on the title screen. I think, possibly. We can't see his teeth. But there's no vampires in it. Um, so anyway, um, Vampire Survivors is like an arena roguelike shoot game where your character wanders around. All you have to worry about is moving. Your character attacks automatically, and each character's got all you know different weapons. You start at the start. There's like six different weapons you'll come across, and as the game goes on, you'll unlock new characters who've got their own unique weapons. I unlocked a dog who farts flowers um, the other day. That was quite weird. Um, I unlocked a witch who has cats, and if two cats run into each other, they start fighting and any enemies that walk in the way get 
you know, brutalised. By cats? By the cats, yeah. If the cat hits you, it cuts you. But you just have to walk around, avoid the enemies, let them get killed. They'll drop experience point crystal things. You collect them up to level up. Then you can pick out a weapon or a bonus. And you sort of build up a character who can, you know, beat the shit out of everything based on what additional power-ups you collect and stuff like that. So, you know, you might want to build up the area of effect of your weapons so they get bigger and do more damage. You might want to, like, make them attack quicker and stuff like that. So you collect the things you need for that. Um, and as the inventory of potential things grows, you get things like the ability to skip choosing a weapon when you level up or the ability to do um, do banish a weapon so it never appears in your pool of potential weapons. Okay. A um, lot of stuff going on in it. Um, and, you know, you as you go along, you unlock more, you knock new levels, you get curses that boost up how much damage the enemies do to make them tougher for you. Your aim is to basically survive the time limit and a Grim Reaper will come to you, who you can hurt. So I think you can kill. Because if I think if you kill the Grim Reaper, you get an endless mode. <coughs> but, um, yeah, it's been really popular, this game. A lot of people are getting into it, because it's nice and cheap. Mm-hmm. Simple to play. You know, um, I'm, I'm imagine this is going to turn up on iPads and stuff like that, because the ratio of it is the iPad ratio um, on the screen. It's got some weirdness on Steam, though. You can't... If you play it like the normal, just load it the normal default way, you can't capture footage of it. It just records a freeze frame and all the audio plays. Um, so you have to activate the Steam overlay to be able to capture footage of it. That's weird. So I don't know what it's doing with its video output on that game. Bit odd. I've had that with games before where weird stuff happens with the video output. Hmm. Um, I'm guessing they're not running through like open whatever it is, GL, isn't it? Or whatever it is. Yeah, the... OpenGL is the Windows source. Yeah, maybe it's not doing that. But anyway... Um, but yeah, really, really simple game that gets very hectic and over the top and silly. Like you can have the entire screen filled with enemies. Every now and again, I've had a, like a little frame stutter. Like I mean, it's a game where things pixel art and it's really simple, like graphically. But the sheer amount of enemies going around the screen and the projectiles you're firing off and the friggin' the crap that's firing off all over the place and every enemy's got hit points bouncing up on it and stuff like that. Like, it's a lot of stuff. It does amaze me that this game doesn't crash through sheer amount of, like, things it's computing at once. It's fully playable on Steam Deck as well. Yeah, so's your mum. Fuck you. Where's RimWorld? RimWorld. It's the one where you um, rim people. Oh, so it's one you've played? Yeah, it's when you do rim jobs. In rim, rim, rim. Your, your rim job. Mm. Anyway, it's just my sharp wit. <laughs> my freaking um you know the other thing that's really smart and quick about my <laughs> so yeah vampire survivors it's fun there's a lot to unlock in it it's not the it's not as just a, like this little thing there's a lot there's a lot of depth to the content there's a lot there um there's a lot of weird sense of humor to it there's a bonus level in it which is just like going through fields and nothing attacks you in this field, you're just hacking up trees, and the trees keep regrowing, and you get like 15 minutes of just hacking things up. I guess so you can try and like, you know, mine coins and stuff to get unlock permanent boosts, because you can unlock permanent boosts to like, you know, your um, character's stats and stuff. Um, you know, things like that. Yeah, a lot of wacky characters to unlock. Though. I like the skeleton. The skeleton. The one with the bone that bounces, yeah. bounces off things. And stuff. Um, 
I need to unlock the others. Well, I think one of the characters has the um, pentagram thing as their special. The pentagram thing's weird because it like it doesn't. It takes a long time before it goes off, right? Yeah. So it blows up enemies, but it also gets rid of everything on the screen. So it gets rid of all the XP things. Mm. So you have to upgrade it so it doesn't get rid of the XP stuff and only kills enemies. Oh, right. So, yeah, I don't know how that would work if that was your only weapon at the start because you wouldn't be able to get any XP. God of War's out in a week. Your mum's out in a week. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's just because you were talking about the bone that flies around and then comes back. Yeah, yeah. And I just immediately start thinking it doesn't of God come of War back. It bounces head. off the enemies. Yeah, and then comes back to you. It doesn't come back to you. Does it not? No, it just bounces off them. Oh, right. Um... But no, it's a fun game. I quite like it. I like it. It's a good fun game. Nice little simple game. How much is it? £3.30. £3.30. Yeah, it's on. fucking kidding me? I think it's three ninety nine. I think they've got a discount on 20% it. 20% off, yeah. Thing. Yeah, right now. Should I buy it again? Um, I reckon this is going to be one of those things that's going to turn up on Switch pretty soon. You reckon? Stuff like that. Yeah, it's perfect for Switch. Oh, God. You know what I really want to get back into? And I keep thinking about fucking is Loop your Hero. Ma- oh, Loop, Loop Hero yeah. is so good. yeah, yeah. It's similar to that. It's all about passive yeah. gameplay with your stats building. I mean, it is adventure capitalist, but like roguelike, isn't it? Mm. It's cookie clicker. <laughs> For, what are you doing now? System Shock 2 is on offer. Ooh. You did the noise and I did the noise. That game came out millions of years ago. All right, shut the fuck up. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah Vampire Survivors. I'd, I'd buy it. I did. I'd buy that for a dollar! It's the only game I've bought on Steam for a long time. Yeah, most of the games I get on Steam are like codes I buy from other places for Steam. stuff I get from Humble Bundles, that's pretty much all my games. Um, I got Deathloop in a Humble Bundle this week, so I might might give that a go. It's good. Well, you played it on the PS5, didn't you? No. Did you not? No. I lent you the PS5 and I lent you Yeah, I didn't play it, I was too busy. I lent you Judgment as well, you didn't play Judgment, it's still (laughs) over there. Yeah. I I need to get a copy of Judgment and Judgment... What was the sequel? Lost Judgment. Apparently the sequel's not very good. Yeah, but I need them all. I need them all. I need my Yakuza collection. Keep building. I'm going to need to get Yakuza Kenzan when that comes out. I need to get Yakuza Vishin. There's the two PSP games as well. Yeah, they're getting remade, aren't they? No, PSP games are just... I thought the PSP ones were getting remade. No, no, Kenzan's getting a remake. Mm. That's the PS4 one they're bringing out, the one Samurai one. Oh, okay. (coughs) Um, But they announced loads of them recently, which is a nightmare. But yeah, um, because I bought I bought Zero and Kiwami Two on here. Really yeah, give to. give Vampire Survivors a go. Um, I unlocked a music thing on it the other day. Yeah, because they're called bangers. You get you find a sausage oh, mate, on a there level. Are some classic songs in there. Yeah, um, you find a sausage. It lets you choose what music plays on the level. Um, and the Beastiary is written by Jim Stephanie Sterling. Um, you can read all like their friggin'. Is there, wacky is there stuff. Is Stephanie now? Stephanie, Jim. Oh, Jim, Stephanie. He was Jim professionally. They go by they, go by they them, don't they? Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Beast Show is quite fun to go through. I quite like the milk monsters. They're magical. The milky monsters. Made by um, my magic called Lactomancy. Oh. It's a clever name. God, I just yeah. want to play Loop Hero again. I'm yeah. just thinking about Loop Hero. Yeah, Loop Hero is good. It's so good. I had an update for that the other day, but there was nothing no, it was to just say like, what it was for. No. No, it was weird. Anyway, yeah, go get Vampire Survivors. Rush to the shops and ask them for a £5 Steam voucher and then go home and put it on your Steam so you can download Vampire Survivors. Unfortunately, there's no other way you could get it. No. When they're going to release a limited run physical edition that's 30 quid for for the 300 megabyte £3 game. You know what? They probably It'll come with a key ring. 
Yeah, yeah, it will. It'll come with a keyring of, I don't know, one of the milk monsters, I guess. Oh, lactomancy. Yeah. Come with a bottle of milk. Just, Ooh, oh, just fresh like, bottle of milk. Just from America. Pink sauce that's been so popular recently. Comes from America. In the box. Mm. Sent mm. over to you. Mm. <laughs> Two weeks in transit. Mm. I love thick milk. Mm. Anyway, um, are you sure it's milk? It could be spunk. What's more likely to come to life, milk or spunk? <laughs> like, milk. I mean... Because, like, spunk just dies. Like, mm. semen just dies and then rots. But, like, milk has a chance of producing enzymes. And they grow within it and it can curdle and produce other There's enzymes. There's only one way to find out. Yep, that's right. You're gonna fight. To drink a bunch of cum. Oh, fight. Oh, yeah. I was I was expecting you to drink a bunch of cum. Yeah, we could just get a guy in a milk costume and a guy in a spunk costume. Yeah, and have a fight. Yeah, have a fight. Just Harry Hill, we need you. Come back. If only he was on TV the other day and people didn't get oh, his sense got of really humour because he was like, has he just been off TV tourists? too much recently? Yeah. But um, I've seen Harry Hill live. Have you? It's good fun. Yeah. Um, the donkey one, donkey show, <laughs> whatever it was. I can't remember called donkey something. Years ago. And it's quite funny because he was talking about doing um, You've Been Framed and how and doing all the adverts and stuff. And he said, like, I felt shameless doing it, but, you know, they kept paying me so much money. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I wish I could get paid loads of money. Yeah, so do I. There's a bunch of... All those Twitter CEOs are getting paid, like, 40-some-odd million after getting fired. Yeah. Their seventh cost. And I'm like, man, if I got paid 40 million to not work with Elon Musk, that would be a dream come true. great, wouldn't it? That's kind of the thing, like, he goes in and acts like that's, that's like, oh, it's a punishment, you're being fired. I'm like, I don't have to work with you. Yeah. Anyway, um, your review. Is it your last review? Yeah. Because you were first, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, so it's my last review. review. So oh, my last review make this something week good. is, my last review this week is a film that recently came to streaming in the US and it's in cinemas in the UK apparently soon or it's just going straight to streaming. I don't know, but I have to talk about this movie because it is fucking phenomenal. I saw Barbarian. Oh, is that the one with um, Justin Long. Long in it? Yeah, kind of. It's, it starts with Peter, uh, Peter Skarsgård. You can't Peter spoil Skarsgård. this because everyone says there's a big twist in it. it. Not Peter. Is it Peter Skarsgård is the one who played It? One of them. I yeah. don't fuck it. One of the Skarsgårds. Stellan. Peter's the old one. Is he? Oh, Stellan yeah. Skarsgård. Okay, Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> it plays a plays a young man who has booked out a house on Airbnb and along with a lady and they just so happen to have booked it for the same evening and you get the feeling that this guy is somehow creepy because he is you know in the house and he's like he's he's just trying to invite her in and be nice and stuff like that but it comes off as a little bit creepy because they're obviously playing tension you know it's a horror movie um that's just the first act then the first act ends and we get introduced to Justin Long and Justin Long is a sitcom star who has been accused of rape. And so he is liquidating his assets. So he is basically there to sell off the property because it turns out he owns it and it's just like a thing that he makes a little bit of money on the side from. All right. So he turns up there and he finds the two people's stuff is still in the house. So he's like, why the fuck is there someone else's stuff? Is there someone staying here? When was the last booking? All this other stuff. And she's just like, the woman on the phone is just very dismissive. She's like, no one's been in there. No one's cleaned it. You know, it's just... You know, the last booking was two weeks ago. We didn't expect anyone's stuff to be there. So Justin Long finds out that there is a series of tunnels underneath the house, and that's where the two people have disappeared. No. Oh. And it is just like, that's not even the fucking weirdest shit that happens in this. That's just kind of the setup. Like, that's basically both acts end with them. So the first act ends with them discovering the discovering the tunnels under the floor, and then I'm not going to go into the spoiler side of things. 
and then uh, the tunnels in the basement, and then Justin Long's Justin Long's little little section ends with him finding the tunnels in the basement, and then it goes into the third act, and the third act just fucking goes nuts. Sweet. And like the film itself is really funny in places. So it's directed. So we uh, not long ago we lost one of the one of the members of the worst kids you know, um, and this is actually directed by his friend. So the person who started Miss March with him, um, and. This guy's comedy is very funny, like especially the awkward side of things. Because Justin Long, when there's basically Justin Long turns up, and like everything Justin Long does is a bad move in the situation he's in. He's been accused of rape, so he gets drunk with his mate. He's talking to his mate, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I had to convince her and stuff like that." And it's like, "Oh, he's definitely a fucking creep. He's such a creep. He's such a bad person." And then like he gets home drunk, and the first thing he does is he tries to call her. And apologise, and he leaves a voicemail apologising to the victim of That's his okay, sex crime. He apologised. Like even on the drive down there, he's like, "So, so is the sitcom happening?" And they're like, "The sitcom's not going ahead. We're not continuing with it because of the accusation." He's like, "He's like." the fuck and then like he panics and that's when he starts liquidating his properties and he decides to travel down to go and see where the properties are because they're all dotted around Detroit and uh, and as soon as he gets off the plane he calls his manager and his manager goes wait why did you leave the state and he's like well I've got to go and liquidate assets to pay for my legal fees and he's like you know this doesn't look good if you've left the state and he goes Wait, why would it be bad if I left the state? Are they going to fucking arrest me and put me in prison? And he's like, that's a very real possibility when you're accused of rape. <laughs> and he's just like such a fucking, he is such a dick as well. Like Justin Long is usually quite likable. He's quite funny. Um, he's good. Like he's been good in a lot of stuff. In this, he plays such a smarmy asshole so, so naturally. And then when shit does start kicking off and he does things that just make you think, oh, what I thought from the trailer he was playing himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the conversation about rape gave that away, did it? Yeah. Jesus. There's um, a, um, <laughs> was, it, was it an Amazon Prime lyric when comedies you might like and it just put one Louis C.K. thing and there was nothing else <laughs> next to it? And I don't, I don't know if that's like a glitch in the algorithm or other people like, don't put us next to Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got some new show. I don't give a fuck. I don't even yeah. watch with that fucking rapist shit. What cunt? And like, he's a rapist. Why don't you just like masturbate in front of people? He sexually assault women. Man. I don't give a fuck. I thought fuck. it was just yeah, like like if being you a sexually pervert, assault someone, regardless do a rape. Of, he's just a weird, creepy old man. Like if you sexually assault someone, regardless of regardless of the frequency, like or the depth of the sexual assault, you are more likely committed worse crimes somewhere else along the line. So I don't think it's incredibly insane. Such as directing Pooey Tang. Yeah, just such as directing and writing Pooey Tang. And also saying the N-word with the frequency of someone who has no fucking wherewithal as to what they are. And he is Zedgy. Zedgy. the whitest, dumbest cunt in the world. Um, anyway, so I'm going to say Barbarian. From a black friend of his. Barbarian is this year's malignant because yeah. it does just go campy, weird fucking horror. And at one point, someone's someone's face gets torn open. Oh, Megan's not out till next year, is it? So, no, me Freegan. Me Freegan, yeah. <laughs> me Freegan. Um, Barbarian. I actually, I was really surprised by this. I really enjoyed it. It was good. It feels, it's got that same sort of thing as like um, a Dust Till Dawn film. It switches, it almost switches genre between acts. And it is really fun. It's really good. It gets a bit grim. There's some really dark shit in there. Um, but really nice. Really good film. I give it to Tom Atkins. How many Barbarians are in it? None. What the f- no, well, I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Do the they, they even get Arnold Schwarzenegger make a purchase on to play a Conan? Do you remember when they made Red Sonja and they got Arnold Schwarzenegger to play not Conan? Yeah. That came was back, weird. Came that. back for like that movie. 
He got paid a ton for that film. He was barely in it. Yeah, to not no, he's he's like main character practically in that film. In Red Sonja. Yeah, yeah, he's in the whole film. Why am I remembering yeah. that differently? He's in the film a whole ton. Like the film tells large portions of it from his perspective because yeah. they paid a silly amount of money for Co- for him, and they didn't want to do Conan for some reason. It's a weird thing. Oh, I remember watching that film a bunch of times. I watched that. It's one of my favourite films when I was a kid. Red Sonja. Really? Yeah, I liked all that stuff. The sword and sorcery stuff. I liked it when I was a kid. They've made Sword and Sorcery boring nowadays, though. Yeah, it's, it's all, all fucking, CGI. Nah, it's all freaking Lord of the Rings stuff, isn't it? Oh, I watched all oh, the... Barbarians. I watched the extended edition of all the Lord of the Rings films, and not having seen them before, I can tell you that that was 12 hours of my life I'm never getting back. I've never made it through the first one. What, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Fellowship of the Ring. Every time I've watched it, I've fallen asleep at different points. Have you really never watched them all? Because I, I had the same thing. I had the same thing, and I kept getting told... I preferred Warcraft. Because <laughs> mm. at least Warcraft had colours. Mm. It had ideas. No. Yeah, no. I liked it. No. It had Murlocs. It had a Murloc in it. it went... Like Murlocs do. What are you doing now? Uh, I'm trying to put credit on my Steam account so, oh. I, can buy, so I can buy... You don't have to put credit on there. You just buy it. It'll take the money from your account. Yeah, my card's acting up. It was acting up on the weekend as well. I couldn't get a fucking Uber. I agree. Purchase. Working. Right, so is it my last review now? Yeah, it's your last review. Right, Carmen Rider, Black Sun. Black Hole Sun, won't you come? Right, so Carmen Rider, Black Sun is a new film, new series, from that guy what directed Drive My Car. You know the Japanese film that was a massive hit? Come on, baby, drive my car. Yeah, shut up. You know Drive My Car was a big Oscar, like, big awards darling at the start of the year or last year? It was a big deal. Yeah. It was Japan's big film yeah. last year. Um, but when he was making that, he signed on to make Carmen Rider Black Sun. Oh, cool. So t- uh, with the lead actor and a whole bunch of good actors, really. Proper prestigious actors and stuff. Um, and Black Sun is like a um, uh, Amazon exclusive, like Carmen Rider series made for adults. A lot more violent and dark and serious than the usual ones. But, you know, they accidentally, Toei accidentally stumbled into getting the, one of the most sought-after Japanese directors and actors in the world <laughs> to do a Carmen Rider series, which is kind of amazing. Um, the film, the series, like, is a sort of remake, but not really, of Carmen Rider Black, the 1987 series. Yeah. Not the one that Master Rider was based on. Okay. Master Rider was based on Carmen Rider Black RX, the, se- the semi-sequel series to that. With Furbus. Yeah. Furbus isn't in this though. There is a little man, but there's no Furbus. Why is there no Furbus? Um, but this one's like they've taken the premise because the premise in Carmen Rider Black was that there was two um, kids, step brothers, who they got experimented on. They got turned into, they got given mutant powers. They were going to turn into kaijin mm. monsters, and that was years ago. But they're basically immortal because of this stuff they do. Um, in this similar premise, they got you know got the little stones put in them. Got turned into these grasshopper things. Do they go in their foreheads? No, in the stomach. Um, there's a whole bunch of kaijin creatures around. There's been this, there's a whole history of the like Japanese government basically creating monsters they intend to use in wars from yeah. before World War Two. Clever. Um, and like the whole thing mostly is set today, and in 1972 it flashes back to that. Um, because they live they live for a ridiculous amount of time because they have this stuff called heaven which comes from a giant grasshopper creature called the Creation King, who's like just this big, just this massive, great big, looks old as shit, like grasshopper thing that secretes 
this blue stuff. And oh, they blue steel. Gets blue stuff, and they mix the blue stuff with something. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and when they eat it, it gives them like a shit ton of energy and it heals all their wounds <gasps> and it keeps them young and all this sort of stuff. Energon? But one of them has given up on all that. He's oh, just okay. fucked off. That's Kotaro Minari. The okay. Minami. The Minari main was the main character and drove my car. No. But um, he's like Kamen Rider Black. But he's not really a Kamen Rider <sighs> as such. It's just his kaijin he turns into as a black grasshopper. Um, the Shinkan. No, there's Shinkan Riders. There's a new Shinkan Rider coming out soon. <gasps> Are you fucking kidding? It's not the same oh. as the old one. It's oh. a re. It's a. It's like Shin Godzilla. Oh. It's but it's going to be about the first Kamen Rider. It's a remake oh. of the first one. Second time they've remade it. Come on. But in this one, this is like the story goes. There's a girl called Aoi. She's spoken at the UN. She's Aoi. been a representative. They had a teenage girl speaking in front of the UN again, telling the world that maybe they shouldn't be discriminative against kaijins. Wait, didn't someone do that once and we got real angry about it? Mm. Um, but she's like, basically, she thinks humans and kaijins should be able to live together in equality because there's a load of racism against kaijins. There's people who want them exterminated. They see them as lesser people, not worth oh, okay. their time and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And the government's had something to do with this. Um, and Kamen Rider... You know, Kotaro has basically stayed out of it. He keeps to himself. He's got a bit of a fucked up leg. He's aged, while everyone else he used to hang around with hasn't aged or hasn't aged as much because they've been eating that oh, heaven right. stuff and he hasn't. He stayed out of it. He just wants to grow old and die, pretty much. Fair enough. Um, yeah, you've got to have a goal in life. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he comes across Aoi, the girl, who's been sought after by the Kaijins and the government. They want her dead and all this sort of stuff. Because even though she's speaking for equal rights, there's a group within the government of Kaijins who, like, are under the Prime Minister's thumb, basically. Mm-hmm. He lets their people have jobs and live regular lives and own property and stuff like that out in public. Because well, there's loads of Kaijins are just lesser Kaijins. They're not warriors or anything. They can't fight. They're just... Because their experiments are fucked up. They just turn into a random animal and they're not going to necessarily be one that's worth going to be good for fighting. Oh, right. So they okay. just ended up with tons of people who were like... Just messes. Yeah, just regular people. And now that, you know, because they've been, you know, they've been around for years, they've been growing up, they're just like regular people. They grow old and everything. They've had children, children who are kaijin as well and all this sort of stuff is passed on through their genes and all this sort of thing. But the government's been behind it all along and he still wants his war stuff going on. So if someone starts speaking up and making kaijins have a bit of higher status in society, he needs to stop that. So he's been sending people after her to kill her. And it ends up, Kotaro gets the job to kill her. And he goes after her and another kaijin attacks. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to protect her. Because he's good at heart. He's good. At, he's a good guy at heart. And that's what the first episode's all about. And the whole series starts really digging into how much the director of this series um, really, really friggin' hated Shinzo Abe. <laughs> he's pretty amazing. Because that's what I think. When, you remember Shinzo Abe died and there was, you know, he got assassinated a few months back, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of people who were like, fuck him. Like, because even though he was like seen around the world, everyone was like, oh no, he's a great Japanese prime minister, respectful, all this sort of stuff. He was a bit of a cunt. Um, he was pretty much taking money from various sources. He His grandfather was like behind a whole load of horrible shit in World War Two. He was like the prime minister around then like you know there's a, like a really horrible history with with those guys what's the name of the director Kazuya Shirashi um, but yeah he, he's he been doing all sorts of stuff and he's like 
He's, he's he directed Shin Kamen Rider, didn't he? Um, but yeah, the film is extremely the series is extremely left wing with its politics. It's not subtle about it, and I've seen people moaning online about it. And like, if you're getting uncomfortable about the approach this is taking, they're saying, "Oh, the politics of the show is disgusting." I saw one Japanese person commenting, "Like, if you're getting upset about this, you're the disgusting one," because it is literally the entire thing is about. You know, not <laughs> being the monster. He didn't direct Drive My Car, but I think the lead actors in Drive My Car, whatever it was, that is a big Oh, yeah, thing. he plays the... Does he play the kid that hangs out with Glenn? No, he's not a kid, he's old. Well, he's like a teenager. He's an old guy. Oh, he's an he's old, guy. old guy. Yeah, the main Shinkai guy, mate. yeah. He's like 50-something years the old. The old guy's like 15 in Drive My Car, mate. No, not the main guy. He's in it. He's just shut up. Just you just said the main guy. He's in it. Just watch Drive My Car. It's a good film. You haven't seen it. I've seen parts of it. I fell asleep during Yusuke the Yusuke Kafuku. Yusuke Kafuku, you he's fucking son of a bitch. He's not a teenager. How he's, old right is he? there in, he's in his fifth, He's like 40s, 50s. No, he's not. But it's not the director of Drive My Car, but he's involved. It's Something awful is coming, hurtling through the void in a meteor that's on a collision course with Earth. What terrifying entry in the annals of horror will be unleashed when the sinister intergalactic payload smashes into our planet. Answer, The Deadly Spawn. For those who don't remember, back in the day I reviewed this. Two foolish campers witnessed the crash and investigate. got the lead actor to drive my car in it anyway. How old is he? He's like 50 years old. They become the first eviscerated victims of the alien menace. Soon, a small, heartland American town will be under siege as the carnivorous... Come ride a black sun. Yeah, how's it going? Fantastic show. Good. Like, like up there for show of the year. Um, it's got moments where it veers into Carmen Rider goofiness. It plays everything incredibly seriously the whole time. Like, there's very little, like, friggin'. There's almost no comedic relief in the entire thing. It's oh, deadly that's the serious. Bit that everybody loves. People get fucked up. People get killed. People get gorily ripped to shreds. Um, no, characters get brutally. Children get brutally de beaten the shit, beating the fuck up. Um, one kid gets his eye bulging out of his skull. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's. It's pretty, very, very dark and mm. messed up because it's all about like powers in people in higher power using their money to purposefully make life shitty for people below them. Because oh, that, what's that remind you of? Mm, but mate, it's all about how like people in power are shielded from the the damage that's caused to people lower down society. Speaking of that. How come our energy bills have gone up, but when at the beginning of 2020, when our energy use was higher because more people were working from home, was it, it were we able to work off of uh, of renewable energy for six months? How come we can't do that now? No, we are running off of renewable energy. They're just bumping up the price. Oh, right. Yeah. I see. I yeah. see. Exactly Why, the Um Because Russia? Because the government greedy, get a lot of money greedy, horrible from energy too. companies... And the energy companies would like more money, please. Yeah, money, please. Liz Truss was a former board member for Shell. Was she? Yeah. That seems like a conflict of interest. Yeah. But anyway, Carmen Rider Black Sun. Friggin' fantastic show. Like, every now and again, like I say, it veers into the Carmen Rider goofiness, but it plays it incredibly straight, and you won't even think about anything being goofy. Um, it's very, like, brutal in how it's presented. Like, when he gets his proper Carmen Rider form halfway through the series because yeah. he's just the monster form for the first half and then he like it's like it seems as though higher level kaijin 
if they get angry enough, if they've got enough emotional power behind them, they can get like a higher form, which is the Carmen Rider form. Although it still looks pretty monstrous. It's still like, you know, still rib cage and shit like that, all built into the suit, and it's all friggin' pointy bits and stuff. Mm. But like the helmet, it's got a helmet shape to it rather than the monster face shape. Oh, okay. So it's smoother. It's got light and stuff like that going through it. Um, but like he has grasshopper legs going over his shoulders, and he just like he just like rips one of them off and flings it out and uses it as a sword for a while. Um, just like and that, that doesn't grow back. It's just like a hole, like a big Ooh. bloody mess on him. Jesus, where he's ripped it out for the rest That's of it. That's cool. Um, and it does the same thing happens with like um, Nobuhike. He's the other his stepbrother, the one who also was messed around with in the 1930s and turned into a kaijin. Mm. And they've lived for years, and they were the ones who were forming... It sounds a bit like... Do you remember the old... Um, what was the what was the American remake of a thing that was like... The Thing. Guyver. Sounds Giver. like the original Guyver. It's got a bit of the Guyver goriness. It's fair. Yeah, yeah. But um, it reminds me a lot of the, the free Carmen Rider films that were made in the 90s, Yeah, where everything was done with a level of sort of darker, grittiness to it. Even though two of those films were very, like... They still had giant monster stuff going, you know, crazy stuff going on. Yeah. One of them had a talking little grasshopper monster Ooh. that was like a buddy to the Kamen Rider. Um, but like, you know, Shin Kamen Rider's kind of grim and realistic and it tries yeah. to... And it's like, there's like sex, sexual assault on that poor woman as well. But um, no, nah, she, she bangs the dude, she's a boyfriend. They no, swim she around in the pool. Boy, but she gets kidnapped, doesn't she? And they're like grabbing at her and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, and they rip her top off. Yeah, but I mean... Shin Kamen Rider's a dark movie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of similar design elements in this. I've got a feeling the guy who like direct made this was into that era of Kamen Rider, the late 80s, darker sort of era. Um, I'd say it is super, super dark. You can't find it on Amazon Prime, though. Yeah. It's on there. You can't search for it. It won't show up. It won't show up on your feed. It won't get recommended to you. The best way people have found to find it is to go to IMDb, bring up the IMDb page, and then link on the Amazon Prime link on there. Yeah. Because, yeah, it came up on the coming soon, mm. but you obviously couldn't watch it yet. Oh, right. But so then, it's just sitting there. Yeah. But then just, like, vanished the moment it was supposed to be available. Um, took me, like, a day to find figure out how to get hold, get it. Friggin' mm. anyway, Um And the lead girl in it, um girl called Ao- Aoi, Ao-Ao, Aoi. It's the blue. It's blue in Japanese. Um, she was in friggin' friggin' Tokubei Sentai Go Busters when she was like two years old. Oh, really? She was like one of the main rangers as a child, and you see her multiple times during that series. <laughs> I was like, uh, I didn't even. Obviously, I didn't make the connection because she was like two years old. She's like fourteen, fifteen in this. But I just thought like, I looked up her IMDb thing when I was scrolling through the actors and stuff. And like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> and she was also in Carmen and Ultraman Orb a few years back as well. Um, but she's she's really good, isn't it? She's like, you know, she plays a Greta Thunberg type character that yeah. people get pissed off at. Yeah, I still don't understand how people get pissed yeah. off. Yeah, it's Thunberg. extremely not subtle. The last few scenes in the show, like, there's a George Floyd reference. Oh, great! Yeah, right at the very end. So of Americans the series. are gonna hate you. Yeah, they're gonna be oh, this distasteful, and it's like that's the point. Because racism's distasteful, <gasps> hatred's just, distasteful. Why are people talking about this? Because um, it's the thing they're just. Oh, it is all distasteful. That's yeah. the thing. Um, but no, it's a great show. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be pretty uncomfortable for people. Children being recruited to 
be freedom fighters and stuff like that. That's it's, literally happening in the real world. Yeah. So it's yeah, and you have like this the right wing nutters parade room doing protests all over the place and of course antagonizing antagonizing the people who are protesting for equal rights because they're all kaijins. They want to antagonize them so they lose their temper and turn into monsters and scare everyone in public because if someone shouts on the side that's asking for equality they then are painted as being the insane crazy oh, ones oh I see yeah, yeah you know how it is um, it's like uh, the super mutants in uh, Fallout New Vegas that have a peaceful settlement and they keep getting goaded into attacking the humans mm. because as soon as they attack the humans they can be driven out you know justifiably driven out mm. but they're peaceful yeah yeah. But, uh, I've played uh, a lot of Fallout games yeah can't ride Black Sun though. Fantastic. Like the production team on that. It does sound cool. It I mean it's 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 up there's one of my favourite Carmen Rider series now. It's I, one of the best ones and I've watched quite a few of them. So. <laughs> Just saying. Based on your current recommendations really good. and reviews this week, I'm gonna watch the last episode of Lower Decks. Yeah. Season three. Um I'm also gonna watch there's only three episodes left of The Walking Dead. We spoke mm. about that earlier, only three to go, and then no. it's ended. I haven't watched any other season? I haven't watched Walking Dead for like years. Yeah, you're not missing out. No. Um, I'm watching Fear the Walking Dead as well because that was always the better show out of the two. Um, so I'm catching up on season seven of Fear I saw the people Walking moaning Dead. about a scene with a nuke in that. Yeah, they nuked a thing. Yeah, but I saw loads of people going, oh, well, they just like looked at it and stuff. And like, yeah, you're not you're far enough away, ain't fucking. Yeah. Oh, just you just outran a nuke. Yeah, because he's fucking miles away from it. It is quite funny. There's like, so there is a scene in season six where there's a nuke, and I watched like a recap video. There's six seasons of that now. Seven. They just finished For the seven. sake. So I watched a recap. They started three years ago. I started. I watched. No, it started years ago. I, I watched a recap of season six, and there is a scene where a little girl shoots. Um, what's his name? Glover, the guy who played Shazam's dad, and he also played Lex Luthor's dad in uh, Smallville. Oh. His last name Kevin Glover. Glover. Kevin Glover. No, not Kevin Glover. No? That's my mate in Scotland. Oh. Um, Crispin? Not Crispin not Glover. Not Crispin, no. It's the other one. Not Danny. Yeah. Not Donald. No. <laughs> but no, but basically, he plays a villain in this where he's like a serial killer who started a cult. And uh, he's convinced this little girl to like to basically like shoot a bunch of people. And he's like, I'm going to stay up here with you. And then it turns out that he was actually going to duck down a little bomb shower. And he's got hidden off to the side. Um, and she's like, she shoots him. And then... She shoots him, she turns, and like Morgan, uh, not Morgan, um, like two people are just locking themselves in the bunker, like, fuck you, bitch! Because she shot John Dory, which is like a really good character that was in this initially. Oh. Um, and uh, John Dorian? John Dory, he's played. The uh, guy from Scrubs? No, no. He's played by um, Garrett. He, he, like, he's in everything. He was in that Raising Hope program. Garrett something. He was also in um, a few other things. Uh, but anyway, so he basically, yeah, he got shot and then, like, the bunker's just closing and then she gets eviscerated within, like, a millisecond. Uh. Like, the bomb goes off and her body just goes all crispy. It's, like, quite funny. That's fun. They should nuke people more often. Yeah, there should be more nukes in TV shows. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean in TV shows. In real life? Yeah. Yeah, Fallout. Yeah. It's going to happen. Anyway, um... That could have been a nuke going off outside all that wind. We could have been getting nuked right now by Putin. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway. Carmen Rider Black Sun's really, really good. Yeah, episode sounds- 10 put a massive smile on my face for that at the start. What happens in episode 10? Because they recreate the opening sequence of Carmen Rider Black. Oh, like <laughs> shot did- for shot. Do you remember she that they did that? Paste 
perfectly. Do you remember She-Hulk where they did that on the last episode? They yeah, but they really did great. this properly. They, they did that properly. Yeah, this is better. She-Hulk was actually really good. People didn't yeah, like it. I liked it. This was good because it had the Kamen Rider Black This is good because it didn't have any ladies in it. You didn't have any ladies in it. And you're actually you're on the side of the right wing people. Okay, that's been Critical Apocalypse episode 197. As always, I've been Matt. You've been Anne. Anne, how are you doing? Is there anything you're looking forward to coming out in the next few weeks? I've already said God of War. Last three episodes of The Walking Dead. You can't say those. What else are you enjoying? Being a cunt, apparently. Anyway, so... Nothing? No. You're going to get one of those Transformers that transforms itself? No. Because you said that's the best thing you've ever seen. No. You said, send me one, Hasbro, I'll review it. I want to get a Christmas Optimus Prime, though. Okay. Um, you can also find him at Mellow Gaming on YouTube. You can also find him at Antspot Collection on YouTube. You can also find him at Wild Wars Hat on Facebook, uh, Twitter, sorry, and then on Twitter, you also LV54 Space Monkey. You can find me at Critapocalypse everywhere. Have a great couple of weeks. Look after yourselves. Rishi Shunak fucks kids. And this trust actually went. I guessed last episode, I joked, I said, like, we're going to have a new PM before Christmas. And she was gone! After four weeks! Six weeks. Six weeks? Yeah. She lasted that long. Yeah. Shortest killed the prime, queen. Shortest the prime minister we've ever had. had. But she's next shorter. I was going to say. That was the joke. That's yeah. what I was going to go for. <laughs> that photo of him fucking with some teenagers. <laughs> and he's, like, shorter than all of them. Yep. It's so fucking weird, isn't it? <laughs> like, they're clearly... There's, like, a lot of PR going into... and there's fucking like a clean lot of cost, shirt. There's a lot of cost going into making him look taller. Yeah, the BBC did yeah, have that. Have you seen the perspective yeah. trick they've done with Prince Charles? Because Prince Charles is like six foot, and Rishi Sunak looks the same height as him in a picture. And I was like, that's not right. And I was looking, and there's like blurry and stuff. And his waist is like halfway up Prince Charles's chest. It's so fucking ridiculous. If only Spitting Image was still good. Like if oh, it was written by the, that weird racist dude, wasn't it? I don't it? know. I didn't watch the new one. It was apparently really shit. Yeah. Because, um,. I'd have Rishi Sunak as a ventriloquist puppet that belongs to another puppet. <laughs> <laughs> just a little tiny. Just a little tiny puppet. Anyway, um, see you later, everyone. Bye. Bye.